Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Money Girl, a podcast that helps you master your money so you can live rich and love the journey. I'm Laura Adams, a personal finance expert and author of the award-winning book, Money Girl's Smart Moves to Grow Rich. I get a lot of questions from podcast listeners, blog readers, Money Girl community members who reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, or email. And while I can't address every single question, I do like to answer questions on this show that I think will help the greatest number of people. And today's topic is one of those. It's about canceling credit cards. It comes from a member of the Dominate Your Dollars Facebook group. Her name is Stephanie C. She says, my credit card has an interest rate of over 20% even though my credit is excellent and I've never made a late payment in the 14 years I've had the account. I rarely carry a balance and use it as an emergency card. If I shop around for a card with a lower rate, should I keep this one open until I'm approved for a new card? Stephanie, thanks so much for your question and for participating in my private Dominate Your Dollars Facebook group. Maybe you've also wondered whether you should shop for a new credit card, cancel a card, or how many cards you should have for optimal credit. Credit cards may be the most powerful tool you can use to manage money and build good credit. But the downside is that mismanaging cards can be devastating to your financial health. So if you're considering canceling a card because maybe you just don't want the temptation to use it, or you're like Stephanie and you want to swap it out for a better card, it's important to understand how canceling credit cards affects your personal finances. So in this podcast, that's what we're going to explore. I'm going to give you a framework to know if you should cancel one or more credit cards. As always, you can find the transcript or notes for this show plus loads of additional resources on the topic in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. Just look for episode number 457 called Canceling Credit Cards, Five Questions to Ask Before Closing Accounts. Before we get into the specifics of canceling cards, I want to explain the relationship between credit cards and your credit scores. So let's take a step back and explain why it's critical to build good credit in the first place. And you probably already know why it's good, but many people don't fully understand how wide-reaching credit is when it comes to your personal finances. Certainly, having good credit allows you to get the most competitive interest rates and terms on accounts like credit cards, mortgages, car loans, student loans, and personal loans. For instance, Paying just 1% less for a mortgage could save you over $100,000 on the cost of a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, depending, of course, on the total amount you borrow. But here's the kicker. Even if you never borrow money to finance a home, a car, or to use a credit card, having good credit gives you significant financial benefits, including lower rates on your auto insurance, lower rates on your home insurance if you choose to buy a home, more rental housing opportunities, lower security deposits on utilities, more government benefits, and better chances to get a job. All of those things impact your finances but don't have anything to do with borrowing money. The only way to build credit is to have active credit accounts in your name and to use them responsibly over time. That's how you show that you're a low risk to a lender, an insurance company, 
other merchants because you can be trusted to repay debt as agreed and that you handle your finances responsibly. The credit accounts you use and the payment history they report to the three nationwide credit bureaus, and those are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, all of that information lays the foundation for your credit scores. So if you don't have a credit history built up, when you apply for a loan, you could be denied because you have, quote, thin credit, or you could be charged a higher rate on your auto insurance in most states because you don't have a positive credit history. In other words, having no credit is similar to having bad credit because it doesn't give a creditor or a merchant information about how you would handle a potential credit account. When it comes to credit cards, there's a really important term to know, and it's called credit utilization. This is how much of your available credit you use, and it's a critical factor in how your credit scores are calculated. It's really secondary only to paying your bill on time. And your credit utilization applies to revolving accounts, and these are accounts that do not have a fixed term, like credit cards and lines of credit. Credit utilization does not apply to fixed loans, like the kind you get for a car or home that do have an ending date. And credit utilization is a pretty simple formula. It equals your total account balance divided by your total credit limit. So here's an example. Let's say you have a credit card with a balance of $1,000 and a credit limit of $2,000. In that case, your utilization ratio would be 50%. So you've got a $1,000 balance divided by a $2,000 credit limit, which gives you 0.5 or 50% utilization. Keeping a low utilization, such as below 20%, is what I recommend, and that's what's optimal for good credit. So by paying down your balance on this card to $400, you could reduce your utilization ratio to 20%. So that would be $400 divided by a $2,000 credit limit, which is 0.2 or 20%. A low utilization will boost your credit scores. And if you have more than one line of credit or credit card, most credit scoring models calculate your utilization ratio for each account individually, and they also look at it collectively for all of your accounts. So you kind of get two different utilization ratios. So what that means is that it's better to spread out your balances on multiple credit cards and maintain low utilization on each of them rather than have one card that you charge up to the limit. A low utilization ratio says that you're using credit responsibly. On the other hand, a high ratio indicates that you may be maxed out and even getting close to missing a payment. Now, even if you pay off your balance in full every month like Stephanie does, that works to build positive transactions in your credit file. I want you to understand that there's no need to carry debt from month to month or pay interest in order to build great credit. So let's get back to Stephanie's question about shopping for a new card and potentially closing her existing account. She mentioned that her current account charges over 20% interest, but that she generally pays off her balance in full. Now, if you never carry a balance from month to month, your card rate really doesn't matter because you're never going to be charged interest. However, There will probably be a time when Stephanie does want to strategically finance a purchase, 
like a vacation, furniture, or electronics. Or maybe she has a large unexpected emergency expense and will have to carry that balance for a few months. That's when a low-rate card really comes in handy because it cuts your cost. According to one of my favorite sites, creditcards.com, rewards credit cards, which charge relatively high rates in exchange for all those goodies that you get, like cash back and travel points. Right now, they charge just over 15% on average. Low-rate cards that have just a few bells and whistles and no rewards, certainly, come in lower. They come in at a 12% interest rate on average. So Stephanie can definitely find a card that charges less than 20% to beat her current deal, especially because she said she has excellent credit. So before you cancel a credit card, Here's what you need to know. It dramatically increases your credit utilization and can cause your scores to drop. Now, you might be thinking, well, how can that happen if you don't have more debt? You just cancel a credit card. Canceling a credit card causes your available credit on the account to plunge to zero. That means your total balances become a higher percentage of your total credit limits which makes you look riskier, even if you really aren't. Your utilization ratio spikes and your credit scores can drop right away, can happen really quickly. Let me give you an example to put this into real numbers. Let's say you've got two credit cards and each have a $1,000 available credit limit. And let's say you owe $500 on card A, but zero on card B. That means you've got a total credit limit of $2,000. Remember, you've got 1000 on each card, and you owe a total of $500 on that one card, card A. So that gives you a utilization ratio of 25%. You've got $500 divided by your total credit limits, which is 2000 That equals 0.25 or 25%. Now, let's say you want to cancel card B, the one you don't owe anything on because you just paid it off or maybe you don't like it, you still owe $500 on card A. Now your available credit actually shrinks to $1,000 after you cancel that card. So canceling the card shoots your utilization ratio up from 25% to 50% because now you still owe $500, but your available credit is only half. It's only $1,000 now. So that equals 0.5 or 50%. So having your utilization ratio skyrocket like that can instantly lower your credit scores. So for this reason, I strongly recommend that Stephanie keep her existing credit card open. And depending on her situation and goals, it may be best to keep the card even after she gets a new one. So I'm going to walk you through five questions to ask before closing a credit card. How you answer these questions will help you know whether closing a credit card will barely affect your credit scores or whether it's going to cause you a lot of damage and indicate that you should keep the card. So the first question is, what's the credit limit of my credit card? As I previously mentioned, if you want optimal credit, Never carry a balance that exceeds 20% of your available credit limit. So the lower your credit limit on a card, the less closing it could negatively affect your credit. 
Stephanie didn't mention the available limit on her card, but if it's more than $1,000, I'd recommend erring on the side of keeping it rather than getting rid of it. Question number two to ask is, how long have I had my credit card? In addition to making payments on time and keeping a low credit utilization ratio, the length of time you've used credit plays a role in how your credit scores are calculated. Having a long, rich credit file boosts your scores and makes you appear less risky to potential creditors and other merchants who might be looking at you. If you close a card with a positive history, it actually stays on your credit report for 10 years. Accounts with negative late information only remain there for seven years, and after those time periods, these accounts fall off and just disappear from your record. So what that does is reduces your overall average credit history once those disappear from your files. So you want to think twice about canceling a credit account that you've had open for many years, especially if it's your only card. If it's giving you a long, rich history, you really should think about continuing that history by maintaining the card account. Stephanie mentioned that she's had the card that she's considering closing open for 14 years. Because she's had it for so long, I think it's an important part of her credit file and I would hang on to that card. Okay, question number three to know if you should cancel a card is, how many credit cards do I have? If you have credit cards that number in the double digits, you can probably close one or two without damaging your credit. However, it's a good idea to space out the cancellations over time, such as one every six months or so. But if you only have one or two credit cards, closing those accounts will have a bigger impact by causing your utilization ratio to significantly increase. Also, it's important to have a mix of credit types like loans, and credit cards. That's a factor in how credit scores are calculated as well. So don't cancel your only credit card. I recommend that you always have at least one credit card open and in good standing. Question number four to ask is, what's the cost of my credit card? Some card issuers charge an annual fee, especially when the accounts come with valuable rewards like cash back, airline miles, or points for merchandise. Analyze the rewards that you'll get based on how much you plan to use the card. If you can't afford the annual fee or won't use a rewards card, common sense should be the deciding factor, not your credit score. So close the account if you really just can't afford to pay that fee. But if you do find that paying for the card actually gets you equal or more benefits in the rewards, it may be worth it. Question number five, will I need credit in the near future? If you're planning to finance a big purchase like a home or vehicle in the next three to six months, I don't recommend closing any credit cards. Just leave your credit as is. If your utilization rate increases and your credit scores take a dive during the application process, you may be turned down or offered a too high interest rate. So if you go through these five questions and determine that you should not close a credit card, here's my advice. Simply use it to make a small purchase from time to time that you pay off in full. That will keep the card active. There is not an exact number of active credit cards that you need or should have to maintain excellent credit, but you may need a low-rate card for times when you must carry a balance and a higher-rate rewards card for charges that you always pay off each month. 
No annual fee cards are certainly best, but as I mentioned, some of the best rewards cards may charge a fee, and it may be worth it depending on the benefits you'll get from the card. The bottom line is that how you open and close credit cards directly affects your credit scores and your overall financial health, so you need a solid strategy to protect your credit. Stephanie, I hope this helps you to approach how you're going to manage your credit cards and everyone listening as well. If you have any follow-up questions, please let me know. If you're enjoying the podcast, I have a favor to ask. Please share it with a friend or submit a quick five-star review in iTunes. I want to thank M. Spencer 202 for recently doing that. He or she says, I'm not money savvy and needed help getting out of debt and getting my feet on the ground financially. This podcast has inspired me to take action. It's a long process, but I'm really finding her advice helpful. Even though not every episode pertains to me and I still have some work to do myself, I feel like I'm closer to taking control. Her links, resources, and show notes are such a helpful service. Thank you so much, M. Spencer 202. That's amazing to hear. Keep up the great work by getting the education and inspiration you need to make positive changes. When you create good financial habits, every day you get a little closer to reaching your financial goals. And sometimes topics that you hear on this show that you don't think pertain to you at the moment can help you in the future. So I encourage you to be open-minded about absorbing new financial information and concepts that I bring you. As you probably know, the show is available on many audio apps, in addition to iTunes, like Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now we're on Spotify's mobile app. But this is episode number 457, which means there are hundreds of shows that predate what's available in those aggregators. So if there's a certain topic that you want to learn about, just do a search in the full archive of shows in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. You can also submit a money question there or on my personal site at lauradadams.com, a great place to interact with me and many really smart people who are in the Money Girl community is my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text the word dollars, that's D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33444. I hope to see you in the group. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life.